0: received an emergency call from the local museum. Someone had stolen an exclusive scarab brooch from ancient Egypt. First of all, Tina checked all security cameras. This is what she found. Can you spot the thief just by looking at these two pictures? See this guy? He's holding an open paper cup in the first image but in the second image, the cup has a lid. The guy hid the stolen brooch in his paper cup. Detective Tina hurried to the crime scene. When the brooch disappeared, the museum security system locked all visitors inside the building. But the guards didn't find the suspected person among the visitors. How did he escape? Have you guessed? Take a look up at the ceiling. See the shoe prints on the statue? The thief climbed this sculpture and escaped through the window on the roof. Tina went to the roof to search for some clues. Can you see any? The thief left the cup on the roof. There's a coffee shop name written on it. Bright Cup Tina can visit this place and check the security cameras. Tina arrived at the coffee shop, located just nearby the museum. Unfortunately, they didn't have security cameras, so Tina questioned the staff. Kelly, the barista, said, Sorry, I don't know this guy. I'm just trying to do my job. Mike, the manager, said, This face looks familiar, but I'm not sure where I saw him. And Phil, the guard, said, Sorry, never saw him. You can trust me. I have a perfect memory for faces. Tina knew for sure that one of them had lied. Can you spot who exactly? Kelly, look at her iPad. There's an incoming call from her boyfriend. Take a closer look at the contact photo. It's our thief. Therefore, Kelly is an accomplice in the crime tina told kelly i'm afraid we should continue this conversation at the police station but kelly ran away through the backyard tina followed her and ended up in a dark basement she got lost and found these three cages the first cage is covered with fire there are huge ice cubes all over the second cage and the third cage is full of venomous scorpions tina has to choose one of them to get to the surface can you help her choose the safest option the cage with the ice cubes. She can get cold, but it's still safer than the other two cages. The police caught Kelly and brought her to the station. During interrogation, Kelly told Tina four facts. First of all, this guy's name is Alex. Secondly, he's my ex-boyfriend. We don't get along anymore. We went to the same college and met in history class. And finally, I don't know why he'd stolen this stupid brooch. One of the facts is false. Can you guess which one? the fourth one. Look at Kelly's tattoo. It's identical to the stolen brooch. She definitely knows something about the stolen item. Kelly confessed that the thief might be hiding in an abandoned castle site outside the city. Tina went to check it out. But anyone who wants to reach the castle should go through this tangled maze. Can you tell which one of these four paths will bring Tina to the castle? The first path leads to the pond with crocodiles. The third one leads nowhere. And the fourth way goes back to the beginning. So Tina should choose the second path. Tina entered the castle and saw a room full of ancient artifacts. She spotted the thief right away. What about you? Can you see him? This mommy is holding a cell phone alex ran away to the basement and tina followed him unfortunately the door behind her slammed shut and she got stuck can you help her break the code to escape a calendar on the door says you force heaven to be empty If you read the sentence again, you're gonna hear a 7-digit code, U-4-7-2-B-M-T. In the next room, Tina got stuck in another trap. The creepy voice explained, If you press the right button, I'm going to let you go. But if you choose the wrong one, you'll stay here forever. You've only got one chance to escape. Good luck. Which button opens the lock? Have you guessed? She should pick the black button. This picture on the wall is a hint. The rainbow contains all colors except for black. Tina got out of the trap and entered a room full of old furniture. She noticed three odd details about this room right away. What about you? There are books in this burning fireplace, but they don't burn. Take a look at this painting on the wall. This lady's winking. And the reflection in this mirror doesn't match the room at all. Tina found Alex near these underground gates leading to an ancient underground city. He explained that the scarab brooch hid a secret key, but there are four different locks on the gates. The guys only have one attempt to choose the right one. Which lock should they pick? The fourth lock is the only perfect match for this key. family of Ravania were going to visit the city during their world trip. And, of course, they were all bringing their precious crowns with them. They asked the mayor of the city to take special precautions. Thank you. So, he placed the crowns in a safe in a hidden room in his office, guarded by a couple of security officers. Uh-oh, uh-oh. However, the next morning, when the mayor came to check on the crowns to report to the royal family that they were safe, he started panicking. Can you guess why? It's because the crowns inside the safe are not the real ones. The first crown has a price tag on it. The second crown is broken. And one of the gemstones on the third crown is missing. Oh, no. That wouldn't happen if it was the real thing. The mayor wanted to make sure that whoever had stolen the crowns was caught. He also hoped the police would find them before the media learned about what had happened. And the only person who could help him was Detective Zelda. So, he immediately called her. The detective arrived at his office and inspected the secret room. She noticed something that might help her with her investigation. Can you figure out what it is? There's a piece of paper under one of the fake crowns. The thief left a note. Detective Zelda read it. Hmm. Dear Mayor, I'm very disappointed in you. This accident has proved how inept you are at providing comfort and security for your guests, as well as your citizens. I believe I can be convinced to give the crowns back if you pay me a large, and I mean it, sum of money. Mark my words and count on what I say in my letter on this matter here is my contact number 19.1-1.3-19.4-1.2 and 13.3-1.2-6.3-9.1 yours truly the riddling man what can you make of this number Well, the mayor thought it was a phone number. He immediately took his phone and dialed the number. But just as Detective Zelda suspected, no one answered. In one of the last sentences of his letter, the riddling man underlined mark, words, count, and letter. That must be a hint. The number before the dots indicates which word you should look for in the note. And the number after the dot tells you which letter you need in that word. For example, 19.1 means you need to find the 19th word, which is COMFORT. The letter you need is the first one, which is C. When you do that for every number, you'll get CAFE WEST. Before Detective Zelda left for the cafe, she decided to check the security camera footage recorded at night. The mayor took her to the surveillance room. There were three different monitors, each showing the room from different angles. Detective Zelda realized only one of them was still recording live. Hmm. The other two were showing fake images. Which recording is real and why? Do you remember what the room looked like when Detective Zelda was inspecting it? The clock certainly wasn't on this wall. It was on the opposite one. So the footage on the first monitor is fake. The footage on the second monitor isn't real also. If you look closer, you'll see a moth flying around the room. But it repeats the same movement over and over again. That's badly edited fake footage, so it makes the footage from the third monitor the real one. Oh yes. Detective Zelda rewound the footage and found the moment when the riddling man had broken into the room. He was covering his face, so it was impossible to tell what he looked like. Still, Detective Zelda managed to notice something that could help her find the criminal. Can you tell what it is? If you look at the lower left corner, you'll see someone walk into the room and leave it quickly while the Riddling Man is stealing the crowns. Could that mean that the Riddling Man has a partner? Hmm. To find that out, Detective Zelda questioned all the security guards who had been working the night shift. The first guard, George, said that he'd been keeping watch in front of the door. The only time he left his place was when he took a short bathroom break. The second guard, Joe, said he'd been standing in front of the door to the mayor's office all night, and the only person who took a break was George. Hmm. The third guard, Brian, said he'd been right there by the door as well. Detective Zelda knew only one of them was telling the truth, and the other two were lying. Who is the liar? Do you remember what the shoes of the man who entered the room looked like? White sneakers, and that's what Brian is wearing. So he's lying. And since Joe didn't mention that Brian had left his place, he's a liar too. Uh George is the only one who's telling the truth. Ciao. Brian and Joe immediately started begging Zelda. We can't end up in jail. We promised we didn't steal anything. You have to believe us, Detective Zelda asked. Then why did you lie? They said that they had heard some noise coming from the room while George was away. They decided that Brian would check the room and Joe would keep watch. When Brian saw someone in the room, he got scared and ran out of there. He told Joe that he would rather lose his job than have something bad happen to him. As for Joe, he lied because Brian was his best friend, and he didn't want him to get fired. And since they never saw anyone enter or exit the room, they thought they were imagining things. After all, they were very tired. What do you think Zelda can do to check if the guards are telling the truth? She can check the surveillance footage of the street outside the building to confirm that nobody entered or left. When Zelda couldn't see anyone even walk across the street, she came to the conclusion that Brian and Joe were telling the truth. Yeah. The detective decided to check the secret room once again to figure out how the riddling man had gotten inside. Sometime later, she managed to spot another hidden door. Can you see it too? The bookcase is actually a door. Oh my God. She examined the door to figure out how to open it. She noticed three buttons, but only one could open the door. If Zelda pressed the wrong button, the door would get locked for good, and she would not be able to figure out where it led. Which button should she press? Take a look at the books next to the buttons. One of the titles is meaningless, while the others make sense. That must be an anagram, a word or phrase formed by rearranging the letters of another. When you rearrange the letters in the title, you'll get the second button. Hmm. Detective Zelda pressed it, and the bookcase door opened. The woman saw a narrow hallway with stairs leading down. She took a step, and the door closed behind her back. She tried to force it open, but it wouldn't move. The only thing she could do was go down the stairs. She ended up in an underground pit. Inside, there was nothing but a shovel and a sign that showed her that she was around the pit. In the hole to the left, there were venomous snakes. The pit on the right was filled with poisonous gas. And on the ground right above her head, there was an angry dog with sharp teeth. What should she do? She should dig upwards. She needs to listen to the sounds the dog makes and wait for the animal to fall asleep. Then she should walk quietly past it. That must be how the riddling man entered and left the room. After they answered the riddle, two doors appeared in front of them. One of them had Gemma's name on it and the other had Andy's. The butler sneaked behind the guys and pushed Gemma through the Gemma door and Andy through the Andy door. Gemma fell down a pit and found herself in a mysterious garden. She accidentally woke a garden gnome who had been sleeping. He got very angry with her, and still, he agreed to let Gemma go if she answered his question correctly. He showed Gemma three tiny mushroom houses and asked which one was his home. Can you figure it out? Do you see the flower on the gnome's hat? The door handle of the second mushroom house handle is the same flower, so that must be his home. Andy, on the other hand, fell into a magical dungeon. The dungeon guard was an ogre, and he looked very pleased to finally have a prisoner. Yet he agreed to let Andy go if the guy chose the correct magical portal to escape. Two magical portals appeared in front of him, each of them led to a room. Andy had to stay inside the room of his choice for five minutes the first room was full of poisonous gas that would knock him out in four minutes and the second room was filled with water if andy opted for this room he would have to be chained to the floor with the water rising really fast in which room can the guy survive andy should choose the first room he should take a breath and try not to breathe for a minute after that he'll have to wait for four minutes for the door to open and then he can escape Both Gemma and Andy were magically transported to the hallway after having answered their riddles correctly. They were happy to be together again. At the end of the hallway, there was a door, and in front of the door, a witch stood. She placed three long magic wands on the table in front of her and said, You do not need to do anything to one of these wands. One you must break in half, and one needs to be even shorter than that half. The witch added that they could only answer once. And if their answer was wrong, she wouldn't open the door. So, can you tell which wand should be the longest, which one they need to break into half, and which one needs to be the shortest? Do you see those spiders hanging from the ceiling? Since the door is shaped like a spider, they must be giving Gemma and Andy a hint. The silk thread that the first spider is hanging on is the shortest, so the first wand needs to be the shortest. The silk thread that the second spider is hanging on is the longest, which means that the second wand needs to remain as it is. And the silk thread that the third spider is hanging on is of a medium length, which means that the guys need to break the third wand in half. The witch opened the door and Gemma and Andy entered a bedroom. Three spirits were floating inside, each of them claimed to be the owner of the mansion. Gemma knew only one of them was telling the truth. Who is it? The spirit of the elderly lady is telling the truth. Why? Let's rewind a bit. Did you notice the portraits hanging on the walls in the hallway? There's a portrait of this very lady. That can only mean she used to be one of the owners of the mansion. The next stop was a living room. When they walked in, Andy saw something weird. What was it? A face appears and disappears in the fireplace. The guys entered a study next. What's so weird here? The fingers of this medieval knight's armor are tapping on the sword. The next room was a guest bedroom. What's weird here? The crystal ball is showing someone trapped in the basement. Gemma and Andy decided to take a look at the basement in case someone really needed help. Yet they had to crack another riddle to enter there was a password panel and they needed to type in seven digits to unlock the door. They had no idea what the passcode could be. Luckily, there was a note on the wall and this word was written on it. What does it even mean? Turn the note upside down. What do you see now? The letters look like numbers, right? So the passcode is one 8-3-7-8-3-7 Eight, three, seven, eight, three, seven. There were three people in the basement who claimed to be trapped there, but only one of them was telling the truth. Who is that? Do you see the stitches on the elbows of this lady? She's a creepy rag doll, so she's lying. And this man has claws instead of fingers. He must be a shapeshifter or something. Then it must be this guy who's telling the truth. So Gemma and Andy took him with them. After the guys answered every riddle in every room correctly, the butler appeared again. Thank you, travelers. Now you're free to go. But this you must know. All of us in this house are cursed. Answer this one last riddle for the curse to be reversed. Once we are finally free, we'll help you with your car too. You'll see. There are nine people in front of you. One of them is a monster who cursed us. Tell us who. This guy has two horns that are hiding in his hair. He is not a human. Rhonda and Lucy got to Las Vegas and headed for the house where Joy's granny lived. But they kept coming to the wrong houses. In the first house, they met this old lady. And in the second, there was this one. Can you tell which elderly woman is dangerous? The second one. She's up to something, while the first one is just getting ready for a Halloween party. The girls went to a local Halloween party. The hostesses didn't want to let them in without a password, but they didn't know it. The woman liked their costumes, so she gave them a little hint. I eat clams and I live in the ocean. I move slowly. I have five arms. What am I? In no time, Joy, Rhonda, Lily and Lucy were inside. So what was the password? A starfish. Joy went to take a shower to remove her makeup. But someone poured paint into the shower head, and the water turned green. Joy questioned Lucy, Rhonda, and Lily. Lucy said, I did my laundry and then went to cook some kiwi jam. Sorry, I gotta go. It might burn. Lily said, I took a shower and washed my hair right before you went in. What happened? Why are you so green? And Rhonda said, I'm studying for my geometry test. Can you keep it down, please? Who pranked Joy? Lily said she just washed her hair, but it's dry and braided. Besides, she's wearing a dress under her bathrobe. A pretty suspicious outfit. Lily decided to stay and take care of Joy. Meanwhile, Rhonda offered Lucy to visit her aunt, Vera. She ran a magic shop with different potions. When Vera heard about what happened to Joy, she said, Okay, I need three ingredients to cook a healing drink. Here's the first one. When it comes to me... You go when you see red and stop at green. Can you guess the ingredient? It's watermelon. Mark steps through the door. His right hand is on the wall and off he goes. Apparently, it's time for breakfast. Mark comes up to the table. There are three apples, but only one of them is safe to eat. The other two are poisonous. Unfortunately, Mark can't skip breakfast. Which apple should he eat? Look, this apple has a caterpillar in it. It means there's no poison in the fruit, and it's safe to eat. Sometime later, Mark stumbles across a big old castle. He should enter it and see what's happening there. He comes up to the door, but it's locked. It requires a password. Here's a sequence of numbers. Four more digits must be added to it. Can you guess which ones? One plus three is four. 3 plus 4 is 7, 4 plus 7 is 11, then 7 plus 11 is 18, so the next digits are 2 and 9, 29, because that's 11 plus 18, and 18 plus 29 gives us 47, which is 4 and 7. The password is 2947 and this is the right answer the door clicks open and Mark walks into a dark and dusty corridor Mark sees a long corridor with many turns Mark's task is to figure out which turn is the one he needs but it's not that hard the guy is actually inside an art gallery with paintings on the walls after every turn he can see two pictures Mark should just follow the original paintings he will need your help to tell them apart okay Here's the first one. Which one is the original? Both paintings seem to be The Starry Night by Van Gogh. But look, in one of these pictures, there's a couple of planes in the sky. Van Gogh definitely didn't paint that. So this one must be the replica. So Mark should better choose the other turn. Another turn, another choice. This time, it's Girl with a Pearl Earring by Johannes Vermeer. Which one is the original? I don't think the girl in the real masterpiece had a nose piercing. So the painting on the right is fake, and Mark should turn left. You surely know this one, Mona Lisa. By Leonardo da Vinci, but one of the paintings is really messed up. Can you spot the difference? Look in the right picture. You can see some cars on the road behind the woman's back. I think Mark should turn left. This is The Persistence of Memory by Salvador Dali. Which painting is a replica? the one on the left. I don't think a melted modern smartphone belongs there. Turn right. And one more choice to make. It's American Gothic by Grant Wood. Look closely and help Mark choose. The man on the right picture has tattoos on his knuckles, which makes the painting fake. So Mark should turn left. Three friends lived not far from one another and often met to drink some coffee together. Their names were Mr. Blue, Mr. Red, and Mr. White. One day, they noticed that under their coats, they were wearing shirts of different colors, red, blue, and white. Mr. Blue said, Hi, Mr. White, have you all noticed that we're all wearing different colors that are different from our actual names? The man wearing the white shirt answered, Wow, you're right. Can you figure out the shirt of which color each of them was wearing? Mr. Blue can only be wearing white or red, but we've already learned that someone else is wearing the white shirt. That means that Mr. Blue can only be wearing the red shirt and Mr. White can only be wearing a blue or red shirt and the red shirt is already taken. So, Mr. White is wearing the blue shirt. Then, Mr. Red is wearing the white shirt. These three women, Jessica, Mary, and Olivia, went shopping. Two of them are pregnant, and one is just trying to steal a watermelon. Can you tell which one is hiding a watermelon? It's Olivia. She's wearing heels. It's not the kind of shoes a pregnant woman would want to wear. Mark was driving to an important business meeting. He was in a hurry since he was running a bit late. That's when he got into a car accident. His car was okay, but the other driver crashed into a tree. Luckily, he wasn't injured. They called the police. When the police officers arrived, Mark told them his side of the story. I was driving fast but carefully. Suddenly, a car pulled out in front of me. I managed to avoid the collision, but then this guy hit the tree. When he saw my expensive car, he started to blame me for the entire accident. Uh, Because it was your fault. I was driving slowly enough, talking to my wife about our next vacation, and then you appeared out of nowhere. The police officers understood who was responsible for the accident. Can you figure it out too? It was the other driver he was alone in his car it means he was talking to his wife on the phone which is illegal wake up in a huge hall none of them remember who they are or how they got here they see a giant
1: closed door the people look around the room and notice something strange what is it these statuettes they are hidden all over the room There are five people in the room, but they find six statuettes. This must be the key, one man says. We need to find out which of the statuettes is the odd one. Can you guess which one? This one. Its eyes are different from those of the others. The people try to use the odd statuette as a key.
0: Come on!
1: And it works! The door opens, and everyone enters the next room. But when the man who suggested using the statuettes looks around, he sees that he is alone in there. Suddenly, a ghost of a woman appears in front of him! If you want to get out, each of you must solve my riddles, she says. But you will definitely fail! (laughs) She disappears. The man looks around the room. He finds a strange symbol and a cipher decoder on the table. Can you find nine other symbols? These are all 10 symbols. The man begins to unravel the message using a decoder. Can you decipher it? It says page 52. The man opens the book lying on the table. On page 52, there's a riddle written in an ancient language. If you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you haven't got me. What am I? The man immediately guesses the answer. Can you? It's a secret. <laughs> The man is surprised that he was able to read the riddle written in an ancient language. The answer is the password to the door. He types it in, and the door opens. Suddenly, he remembers. His name is Thomas. He's a linguist and a cryptographer. Meanwhile, in another room, a young man finds himself in a beautiful place full of plants. There are three flowers on the table. They giggle maliciously. The sign in front of them reads, Lying Flowers. The first flower says, You'll never get out of here, and you'll never get rid of us. Just give up already. The second one says, I don't remember how you can get rid of us. It was either cutting or uprooting us. The third one says, Uprooting and plucking us are both proper ways. What should the guy do? Cut the flowers, uproot them, or pluck them. Pluck is the correct answer. These flowers only tell lies. So, the conclusions we can draw from their words are these. 1. There is a way to get rid of them. 2. It is neither cutting nor uprooting. 3. And there is only one way to remove them. The only thing that remains is plucking. The guy plucks the flowers. He notices that glowing letters appear on their petals. The letters need to be put together to get the answer. What is it? The word is basket. The guy examines the basket and finds a folded note at the bottom. He unfolds it and reads this riddle. In a pond, there are some flowers with bees hovering over them. How many flowers and bees are there if both of the following statements are true? 1. If each bee lands on a flower, one bee won't get a flower. 2. If every two bees share a flower, there is one extra flower. Can you help the guy crack this riddle? There are four bees and three flowers. Suddenly, a sunflower (laughs) bud appears on the table. The guy uses it as a key to the door, and it opens. And then, he remembers! His name is John, and he's a gardener. In another room, a girl finds herself surrounded by beautiful crystals and gemstones. On the wall, there's a board with the names and pictures of different gems. Some of the gems are the answers to these riddles. 1. Did you know that the queens and the kings of all times really enjoyed that pretty purple color of mine? 2. My name is like water. I'm as blue as the sea. Can you guess what I am and which picture is me? 3. Hey, I am from water as well. I'm seen in strings and found inside a shell. 4. You know me so well. Come on, be excited. I created the city where a wizard resided. 5. I sound like danger, but please don't be scared. I'm striped like a cat and named after its stare. Can you match the riddles and the gems? The correct answers are... 1. Amethyst. 2. Aquamarine. 3. Pearl. 4. Emerald and 5. Tiger's Eye The girl hears some noise and notices that the box on the table has opened. She comes up to the box and reads the next riddle. The queen went to the king to complain about her lady-in-waiting. In the morning, the queen put her amethyst necklace in a jewelry box to protect it from sunlight. No wonder, this stone tends to fade in the sun. She spent the day in the library reading books. At one point, she looked out of the window and noticed her lady in waiting. She was sitting in the garden, wearing the queen's necklace. The lady in waiting began crying and said this was not true. She would never steal from the queen. The king opened the jewelry box and found out that the necklace was still inside. Who is lying? The girl soon realizes that the lady-in-waiting is the liar. Have you noticed that the amethyst is now much dimmer than before? That means that the lady-in-waiting really wore the necklace outside. The girl solves the riddle. Three gemstones appear at the bottom of the jewelry box. Citrine, garnet, and alexandrite. There's also a note that says, Figure out the weight of each stone without using scales. This riddle will help you. Can you figure out the weight of each stone? The citrine weighs 10 ounces. The garnet weighs 4 ounces. And the alexandrite weighs 2 ounces. Suddenly, the girl remembers. Her name is Melissa. She is a jeweler and collects crystals. In another room, a woman finds six glasses on the table. Three of them are empty and three are full of water. The woman sees a note Move only one glass to make a row of alternately full and empty glasses. How can she do it? She should take the fifth glass and pour the water into the second one. Suddenly, the glasses disappear. Instead, two sets of different ingredients and a note appear on the table. The note says, Find three differences. Can you spot all of them? These are the differences. The woman takes the ingredients and throws them into a cauldron. But something is missing. Shiny and beautiful, a werewolf's fear. We need to get more of it for our precious queen. Coins and mirrors trays and tea sets the nobles were buying while falling in debts. It's silver! The woman adds some silver and gets a potion that can melt the lock. When she opens the door, she remembers. Her name is Lauren, and she's a chemist. An elderly woman finds herself in this room. She spots four photos on the table. All the photos seem to be taken in different periods of time. The note says, Is there a person who is present in every photo? Can you help the woman figure it out? Here she is. Despite the signs of aging, you can see that this is the same woman. Look, she has this mole above her lip. A mirror appears in front of the elderly woman. Wait, is that her? The woman from the photos? The mirror shows her with a guy in a suit. He looks confused. There's a maid on the left and a bride on the right. Don't listen to her. I'm your wife, says the bride. You're lying. I'm his wife, the maid cries. Can you guess who is lying? The girl on the left is his wife because she has a wedding ring on her finger. Wait, she also has the same mole above her lip. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.